Okay, for iconic. Iconic soundtracks. Okay, so my first, so my number three. Okay. Is Moulin Rouge. Uh, just how because dare you? I know it could have been my number one, but obsessed. It's so good. The choice, the freaking people that they were able to get to sign off to not only use their music but re-record them live Girl. with Nicole Kidman. Fucking like the budget. The, the budget. budget. The budget. <laughs> that's that's one music. thing. That's one thing that's so impressive about soundtracks sometimes. Like, that's what really affected me about Maisel is I was like, how did you afford to have two Barbra Streisand songs on the show? How the fuck did you afford that? Because it's... Because um, it's Amazon. A Sherman, yes, <laughs> and a Sherman Palladino vehicle. Exactly. But that's part of the thing that really strikes me about soundtracks sometimes is on, like, the budget that you had to have just yeah. for the soundtrack for this movie. I mean, it was like a $50 million movie, so... Yeah, it was insane. Talk about Lush and talk yeah, about... Gorgeous. I love that they... I just love that they recorded all of them, quote unquote, according to the special features on the DVD, that all of it was recorded live. Yeah. I mean, they sound great. They the do sound great. sound great. They sound lovely. I love all the mashing up, like Elephant Love Medley is it's insane. Like a, it's a jukebox musical that actually works. It really works. And then yeah. they tried to put it on Broadway and it didn't work. And it's yeah. like. I, I mean, I haven't seen it yet and um, I have no opinions yet, but I, I do want to see it. I would um, see it if I had the chance just to see it, but I don't know. Fair. The movie is so special. It's just I mean, so iconic. Yeah, it's, hard to, it's hard to imagine that something could touch the movie. Sure. Um, Baz Luhrmann movies are kind of known for their amazing soundtracks, so it, it, it tracks that that one started it all, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, amazing choice. Um, my number three is, you ready for this basicness? Honey? Yeah, I'm so ready. Hunty Cunty Slaytress. I'm ready. A Star is Born, the 2019 one, <laughs> or the Shut 2018 one, or whatever it is. Shut up. <laughs> okay, hear me out. Now, I'll listen. Um, and okay, also, for those of you who don't know, Moulin Rouge was directed by Baz Luhrmann. A Star is Born is um, directed by Bradley Cooper. Um, I famously think that this is probably the, th the second, to, second to worst adaption of A Star is Born. Because there's right. 10 million, right? Mm -hmm. The middle of the movie does not work. It's completely crazy. The, the characters are so cartoonish. Like when she starts Whatever. being a pop star and like right. they both get drunk And she all gets time, that, right. that, that like stereotype of a cartoon agent. It just right. all goes downhill from there. However, I have not worn out a soundtrack like this since my number one choice, which you'll see what Dang. it is when you get there. I loved it so much. It's so basic, but I could not stop listening. I listened to I'll Never Love Again, I would say 500 times in a row. Yeah, that song is crazy. Yeah. I'll never love again. Who wrote all that music? I can't remember. Um, I mean, Lady Gaga wrote a lot of it. That's great. I mean, yeah. she's just, she's like a lightning in a bottle, honestly. Yeah, I mean, she- Put her, her on anything and she's, she shines. Yeah. And she makes everything better for being involved in it. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my number three. <laughs> it's a fantastic choice. Yeah. Two? Two. My number two. This was the one I was debating. Is it a score or is it a soundtrack? Okay. I honestly, at the end of the day, think it's a score, but I put it in this because I think cares? it, it, it did a lot of, it did a lot of the things that successful soundtracks do once they're released. So I think with time, it has become a soundtrack, but when it was originally done, it was a score. 
The Graduate. Girl, girl, I was like, are we going to have this conversation without mentioning The Graduate? Okay, go. Yeah, because all of the music Mike Nichols, by the way, directed by Mike Nichols. Exactly. It was all commissioned. None of it had been written before. He liked The Sound of Silence and was like, I want this sort of vibe. Can you guys come and write this sort of vibe? And he actually put Sound of Silence as a placeholder in a lot of the scenes Mm -hmm. before they actually ended up getting scored because there's a whole lore about how it was a very difficult process and it was kind of at the height of Simon and Garfunkel's like bashing at each other mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm. But in terms of influentialness, I think that it is probably one of the most influential music in movie situations just because that hadn't really been done before, like asking a popular musical group to score your movie. I don't think that that had been done at all. And I think that 100%. it was a huge huge risk just because like immediately my in my brain I'm like well you just wanted to have one tone and like it's not really saying anything different with the music at any time but like it ended up being so positive because it was so tailor-made for those moments and like I can't think of the graduate without thinking of the soundtrack yeah and it's just so good and then those songs ended up becoming like best-selling songs as soon as that soundtrack got released like yeah Mrs. Robinson and uh Scarborough Fair they like shot to the top of the charts and they were very surprised at how successful it was just separate from the movie the music the music from it by itself just absolutely popped off so yeah i think i would would call that a soundtrack for sure yeah because i think like when soundtracks get really successful in a contemporary way that's sort of what like reinvigorates those songs like you see that happening a lot that if a song is in a popular movie that hasn't been on the charts for a while it'll shoot back up Right, 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 right. And so I think that that did the exact same thing. Hundo P. Yeah. Um, to sort of go from this, you know, widely critically loved film, <laughs> I'm going to take a quick 180 here. Oh, good. Say that number two is Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Girl, when I tell you I'm a dork did the soundtrack. <laughs> It is so good. Uh, it's so good. Okay, so 50, it definitely right? fits the vibe. Hundo P. Uh, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Um, the weekend submitted songs for it. There's a Beyonce remix, a couple Beyonce remixes in there. There's an Annie Lennox song in there. Like it is just sorry good. And every every place that they put a song is so stupid in the best way it like is so melodramatic and like oh my god i'm obsessed and i love that idea of like a film franchise becoming so popular for its good music that yes. artists really want to be involved in yes. the subsequent movies yes. they're like oh this soundtrack is fire i'm the weekend i want to be on this like that weekend song is his biggest hit yet to date yeah to date it's crazy so, yeah. and that that um what is it? Love me like you do that Ellie Golding from the first uh, movie. Yes. That song was on the charts for forever just yes. because of that movie. Like, yep. uh, and that song is so like, whatever to me, not involved in that movie. But then in the movie, I'm like, yes. Yeah. You get your this life. Is a great right? like, song. You hear yeah, that yeah. And you're like, oh my God. Yes. And that got, that song actually got a Golden Globe nomination, which is crazy. Um, That's and, wild. Uh, and earned it, <laughs> earned it, got an Oscar nomination. So it's like, even this like smut movie, like got renowned because of its That music. is amazing. No, and um, I, I love I love the sort of jokery of that, but then, like, the music being taken so seriously. Yeah. Kind of similarly, we'll talk about it later for sure, but similarly with the Twilight movies, yeah. like, did kind of a similar thing yeah. for soundtracking. All right, Quan. My number one? Your number one. 
my number one, oh my god. Wait, have we been have we been doing favorite or iconic? Iconic. Fuck, I've been reading my favorites. <laughs> we'll, we'll swap it. Okay. My, yeah, honestly, we'll, my favorites could be iconic too. Yeah, we'll go. We'll, we'll just so everything you've heard me say has been my favorite so far. My number three favorite is Star Wars War. Number two favorite is Fifty Shades of Grey. Claire's been naming iconic scores, which yeah, or, iconic soundtracks, which okay, now the graduate absolutely fits because it is so iconic. Now, what's your it's number so one most iconic? <laughs> my number one most iconic. And that, this could be a favorite too. This uh, this could have been in either of my favorites. Or yeah, I feel I feel the same about my soundtracks too. But my number one is the T Bone Burnett soundtrack for Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Girl, you better work. That it's is fucking. Yeah. It's yeah. it is it. I can't even put it with anything. Like it's in a, it's in an avenue all of its own. Like it's so so good. Yeah. All of the Coen Brothers movies, they are masters when it comes to choosing music and pulling in people to collaborate on music with them. Right. I just think they're so smart. They know exactly how to storytell through music. And if they don't know exactly what they want, they really know how to bring in just the right person for it. And I think Oh Brother Art, that was fantastic. Yeah, that's an excellent choice. Yeah. Um, okay, so now that I fucked this up, my <laughs> my favorite soundtrack, bouncing back to favorites, uh-huh. um, is Booksmart the Olivia Wilde movie. I just I'm so excited. think it's so fun and it has one of my favorite uses of music in the last couple of years when they play this Cautious Clay song called Cold War during a scene that I won't tell you because I don't want to spoil it because I know you're watching it later. I'm literally watching it tonight and I can't wait. So there is a love scene of, I'll just say there's a love, a romantic scene mm-hmm. in which Cold War by Cautious Clay plays and it's perfect. That's uh- all I have to say on the matter. I'm watching it because Dylan and I, not, not, not you, Dylan, but my partner, Dylan, just mm-hmm. watched um, this like top five feel good movies to watch during quarantine and Booksmart was on it. Yeah, and wonderful. just the way that this guy talked about how excited and exciting Olivia Wilde's direction for it is that it's just, it's a short movie, but it's so freaking chocked full of like joy and there's yeah, so much energy in it. I can't wait to watch it. And yeah, I'm very a, excited. The really soundtrack like is so it. good. And it's so, um, so, when so, I, so funny. When I posted on Instagram about uh, good soundtracks for people to send so I could think about them for this, I got like five people saying Booksmart. Yeah, so. it's really, really good. All right, so good. now let's um, flip and I'll do Iconic. <laughs> Perfect, do and favorite. I'll do my favorite. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll start for this one, um, okay. right? Because you started last one, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, so go. Iconic, um, you're going to love this. I, this is Iconic for our generation, I think. It might be, it might have some, we might have some age bias here. If we, um, if you say one that's on my favorite list, we can just talk about it because <laughs> Juno. Oh no, but that's okay, a great so, one. So Juno, I do think is like an iconic. It like basically redefined what an indie movie soundtrack. Yeah, is. and that kind of does some graduatey stuff with Kimmy yeah, Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it literally like, oh, and that movie's directed by Jason Reitman, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that movie, um gave every straight white guy music to play around a bonfire from the day it came out in 2007 till now in 2021 (laughs) and i can't think i can't think it that um anyone else but you is the first song i ever learned on guitar there you go it's like i can't Uh, even think of a car ride that i took in sixth grade that i didn't play that it it really embedded itself in our generation that's for sure and I remember, I just remember, I will never forget the first time I saw Juno. I know you won't, because it's your yeah, favorite, favorite movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I, I can't think of a movie experience that, like, I, I still remember, go, like, walking yes, out of the theater. I remember exactly where I was. 
it, yeah. and it just and I think the music had a lot of that because it yeah. it was so geared towards people our age at the time. Yeah, the music especially. Mm-hmm. I love Kimmy Dawson. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, that that soundtrack is, and I know I'm biased because it's my favorite movie of all time, but I do actually think it really impacted indie film. So I'm gonna make you hella jealous with this story right now. Oh boy. So my dad was on the board of the movie theater that I saw Juno at when I first saw it. It was this like little two screen cinema that showed all the best shit in Tacoma. It was amazing. It's called the Grand Cinema. Shout out. If still in business. Still kicking it. No, no, met Diablo Cody. I'm going to throw myself No, 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 no. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So Kimia Dawson was mm-hmm. doing a sort of like library-esque tour around America where she was playing the Juno soundtrack. through from start to finish and she came and did a show at the grand cinema so i got to go back to the movie theater where i saw juno and had that crazy experience and heard her play all of the music live and it was Uh. so sick and there were like 25 people there it was so amazing one of the best concert experiences ever i mean yeah i mean the moldy peaches really have like they are the cult classic of our generation yeah they are the simon and garfunkel for sure for for sure for sure for sure um okay what about Great you? Choice. Fa- so we're fave. going number favorites. Fave. Yep. My Great. number three fave is uh, the Once soundtrack. Of course it is. It's so special. I could so have, beautiful. I could, have told, I could have told the audience that. <laughs> this is probably the most involved a soundtrack is. Besides yeah. maybe Moulin Rouge. But it's so a part of the story. It, 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 the characters wouldn't have met without the soundtrack. Like yeah. there are things. It's just like the story is how these songs the got written. Yeah. 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 And so I think that it's just so special. I know we shat on Cedar, but I would say that is one of the most successful movie-to-stage adaptions. I think the one musical is gorgeous. I would freaking agree. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's why it worked so well. Is it is it rely they both the rely on the music. Yeah. yeah. And it, they're playing it live on stage. I would have hated if they had a band stuck behind something playing yeah. the music. I would yeah. have been like, so not true. So not what the movie's about. But it really, the musical did feel like these songs are being composed right in front of me. Like that's, I remember feel, it feeling like I was hearing them for the first time again, mm-hmm. which was, which was just great. So good. Theater, I guess, isn't canceled if it's yeah, once. If it's once. <laughs> um, I agree, sis. Yeah. Um, and then another iconic number two um, is Purple Rain. Uh, directed oh, by, shit. Directed by Albert Magnoli. Um, so good. I mean, you can't have a movie with When Doves Cry and the titular track and not go down in history. Like, it yeah, is you just, they do not make music like Prince made music. So. No, and I was just going to say, like, Prince is a master. Yeah. Like, nobody can touch funk like nobody. Prince. Like, nobody. the reach of it, like, and his talent. Like, I know people talk about Michael Jackson all day, but could Michael Jackson pick up a guitar and play like Prince? I don't fucking think so. Right. Yeah, they're just like, I mean, obviously they're known for different things, but like the 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 talent just coming out of Prince's fingertips is just like, ugh. Yeah, and just so the good. persona of Prince, I think, is so valuable too. This sort of like androgynous, sexually fluid kind of person yeah. that rips it up, takes you to such a joyful place yeah. in such and a I mean, rough time. It's so that, good. That that um that soundtrack spent like two and a half years or something crazy on the billboard charts it it, it was number yeah. one for like half a year so it you was still like, see it in every record store in their soundtrack section they have a copy of purple rain obviously of course i mean and yeah, yeah and like like i was saying like when does cry let's go crazy purple rain i would die for you like it's just like ugh, all the all the right singles 
but some of the best music in general it just yeah. happens to be yeah. in a great movie as well 100 oh, yeah so that's my number two. boom boom my Your number, two, number fave? two yeah my number two fave is the soundtrack for kill bill you better work yeah, volume one and two. Both arranged the musical supervisor The um, for both of those movies was Mary Ramos, which mm-hmm. is great that it was a woman because yes. Tarantino loves to just be a boy, you know? He sure does, yeah. But, God, all the music for that is amazing. I think yeah. genre-wise, it's so exciting because it doesn't really seem to have rules in terms of genre. Mm-hmm. It's just sort it's of so whatever fun. works it's for the moment. Sense. Yeah. And that, it goes to show that movie's chaotic as fuck. Like, in a good way, though. Like, exactly. everything works. Where are we even? These fight scenes are fucking yeah. insanely Insane. good. Like, and I mean, to have a good fight, it's like a dance. Yeah. To have a good dance, you have to have amazing music to yeah. dance to. And which, all the music that underscores the fighting is whew, so good. Which, by the way, reminds me that Crouching Tiger, ti- Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon also has amazing score. Just out of that, while you were talking I about mean, the fight scenes. <laughs> it's the... It, Every movie now uses these boots are made for walking. Every freaking action movie <laughs> right. that has women in it uses that song. You're and right. this is the first time it ever showed up in that Love way. That. So, yeah. That's an excellent choice. Um, and then I think that my number one, actually, I know that my number one most iconic, um, which also happens to be, like, I couldn't even decide if I wanted to put it on my favorite list or, like, my um, like most iconic list because it is the best-selling film soundtrack of all time, and it is, of course, The Guardian. Oh! You know, Whitney Houston movie directed by Mike Jackson. Amazing. That's an amazing choice. girl, I will always love you. I'm every woman. Yeah. I have nothing. Run to you. Queen of the night. It just... The... Flawless. Untouchable. Yeah gorgeousness I mean, and for you drag race fans out there michelle visage is on a track <laughs> she is you <laughs> can never yeah, forget she's, that she's part of soul system she, she i love is, that so much mama she is still cashing in royalties from the bodyguard soundtrack because she is a co-writer of it's gonna be a lovely day oh amazing i love so, that. that and that's that on that and that's on that's period. great i'm trying to think of like the last movie that did that that just like used the work of one artist and just like fucking slammed it out. I mean, kind of. Um, a Star is Born. Kind of. Like Lady yes. Gaga had her presence is just so like looming on that album. Yeah, um, I'd love to another, see it happen again. Another like really great sort of lesser known movie where the star sings all her own stuff is a movie called Wild Rose with Jesse Buckley. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, Claire, I haven't even love. heard of it. Okay, so listeners, you got to look up Wild Rose. It stars this incredibly talented woman named Jessie Buckley, who was actually a finalist on I'd Do Anything, that Oliver Is this show. recent? Is this a recent movie? Did this come out recently? Yeah, in like the last two or three years. I think I might have heard about this. And Jessie yes, Buckley, this year, in terms of like 2020 relevance, she was the, 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 the redheaded female lead in I'm Thinking of Ending Things, to give you oh. a, a visual. Um, yes. so she's like wicked talented and that's another movie that kind of does the same thing where you the music is like integrated into the plot much like once is it's about mm-hmm. a woman who's like living in glasgow but wants so badly to move to nashville to be a country star so oh yeah and i mean also the guy who did the soundtrack arranging for once he also did like begin again and sing street oh, like again. all of those movies where the music is so yeah. important to the plot and it's always about writing music and the process of writing so i mean yeah. those that guy whoever i can't remember his name but he does a great job love that all right yeah. sis your number one fave i'm a basic fuck i'm from <laughs> washington state what do you want from me twilight 
you fucking bet. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> They're incredible. They're amazing. They're Hundo. curated by somebody who is probably the master of using popular music to make a fucking King Kong soundtrack. And I, mean, I want to talk about her for a moment. I listen okay, to yeah. but. <laughs> so the amazing thing about the Twilight soundtrack is that Stephanie Meyer, when Twilight first came out, posted on like the book, posted on her website, this playlist of like, these are the songs that I listened to when I was writing this book. And almost all of them are a part of the soundtrack for the first movie. Work. And it's like, you couldn't even sense them reading it, but somehow Supermassive Black Hole was on that playlist and got put in the movie in just the exact perfect moment. Like the playlist didn't lay out like, like this song for when this happens. Like, yeah. it was just brilliant. And then for the rest of time, they brought in all the heavy hitters for the soundtrack, like Bonnie Vare, Green Day wrote an original track for Twilight. Like that's insane enough as it is. I mean, the, the amount of punk music, Muse, Paramore, Linkin yeah. Park, like it's just so funny. It's so crazy. The two Paramore songs on the first soundtrack, unbelievably good and also robert pattinson's little original music tracks girl, on there girl where are the where are those where are the where fully are produced versions of those where, where can those? i find them but so uh the twilight saga's music supervisor was this woman named alexandra pastavas and mm -hmm. she she is an icon she did the music supervision for gray's anatomy for gossip girl I'm for the oc Pats of us, yes. I was wondering if you were going to bring her up because if you weren't, I was. She is my queen. She yeah. probably influenced my music taste the most out of anyone. I mean, the the o did you say the OC? Did I hear you say yeah, the OC? Yeah, yeah, yeah the OC. I mean, Gossip Girl, Grey's Anatomy, it's just like, yeah. And it's creepy because I'm watching Grey's right now for the first time. Dylan and I have talked about this many Welcome. times already. And the fact that I'm listening to it and being like, this is the music of my youth. Like, how did you know? How were you Girl. in my bedroom with me? Like, Girl. she made a playlist out of all of my favorite songs and put it in Grey's Anatomy. And it's yeah. just shocking me daily. Every day I'm like, oh, this song is in this episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm addicted. Um, on that note, let's do a lightning round of um, Instagram responses. And then we, we decided that we were going to share with you what we think the best TV soundtrack is of all time. So do you have any honorable mentions before we move on? Oh, I actually do. Um, uh, do the right thing, which is a spike movie, a spike Lee movie. I think that's an iconic, um, honorable mention. And then the yes. other honorable mentions I have are like Disney movies, like Hercules and mm -hmm. um, like all these movies that have music. Pocahontas. Pocahontas, um, Princess and the Frog. All Hunchback. These movies, Hunchback. All these movies that have like music written for them. Mm -hmm. I was like, should I consider King this? Alan like, Menken. Right. I was like, do I consider this a score, a soundtrack? Is this a musical? Like whatever. And then of course, um, I, I also wanted to shout out Dreamgirls because I yes. think it's like one of the only albums that's like, E sung even better in a film adaption than it is like in the original Broadway production. Um, oh yeah, oh so yeah. I just think the vocal um, pyrotechnics in that movie are in insane. Yeah, like Shocking. people can worship Beyonce for her, you know, showmanship, but Mama, that is a real vocal technician. Beyonce can sing the house down, and I don't want anyone to forget it. <laughs> I have two kind of jokey honorable mentions and then a serious one. Okay, cool. And two of them are connected. So the original music written for music and lyrics and the original music 
written for Russell Brand when he's playing the character that he plays in Get Him to the Greek and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Or I think those songs are so good, <laughs> subtly and discreetly. The Get Him to the yeah. Greek soundtrack is actually, it actually pops off. It's kind of fire. And um, the music and lyric soundtrack also is really good. I love that. Drew Barrymore singing, you probably are at the end of the line for that, but it, it doesn't it's get actually better. good. It doesn't, it doesn't get, get better. better. And then my last one, seriously, is the soundtrack for I, Tanya. I think it is. Oh, so, that's another good one. So strong. I think yeah. all the like, and a, another one where like, how did you afford this music? Like, yeah. it's insane. All of the songs are bangers. They underscore the emotion of it so so well. Yeah. Oh, I just thought, I just thought of two more actually. Two more honorable mentions. Um, Promising young woman. If we're gonna stay um, immediate. That's another one I need to see. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your number one 2020 watch. Let me just tell you that. I'm I won't excited. say anything else, but the, the the soundtrack is fucking to die for. First of all, it, open, it opens with a remix of Boys by Charlie XCX. Yes. And the the scene that it accompanies is insane. It also has a violin um, cover of Toxic by Britney Spears. The scene that accompanies, insane. Watch that movie when you can. The I other also, one that- that's so strong because Alexander Pasovas kind of pioneered that idea of having artists do covers of other songs yes. for the soundtrack, which yes. is so smart. Why weren't people yeah. doing that already? Anyway. Um, and then the other one that I have to mention is um, 20th Century Women. Um, I just think the like mm. like 70s, 80s punk soundtrack of that movie is so good. It's not even music that I would really listen to, but boy, does it transport you to a time and place. Like Damn. I was just so engrossed in that movie because of the music. So yes! huge, huge part of that movie is the music for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Lightning round of Instagram. Ready, set, yes. go. Karate Kid, Harry Potter, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Wow. LOL. Um, I'm a slut for Safyan, aka Call Me By Your Name. Yes. All five Twilight soundtracks. Yes, obviously. Mm-hmm. People, are like, people are like acting like um, that they should be ashamed of that, but no, mama. Don't. Honestly There's love. no reason to be embarrassed. They're um, fantastic. Guardians of the Galaxy, Sucker Punch, Hell or High Water, Parent Trap, Bodyguard. Of course, thank you. Mm-hmm. Battle of the Sexes. Oh, good one. Um, Hercules, A Star is Born, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther is an excellent soundtrack and score. Yeah, so Um, good. Saturday Night Fever, Beauty and the Beast, Jurassic Park, um, Pride and Prejudice, uh, Good uh, Goodfellas. Oh, someone wrote Goodfellas was a better answer for this. Um, Ocean's Thirteen. Yeah, the music for the soundtracking for Goodfellas is amazing. Ocean's 13 and Twilight. Again. Yeah, and I think I have to throw out just a reluctant honorable mention to like literally every Quentin Tarantino movie because the music is just so I smart. Know. They are them. so good. And I like movies. I mean, it is an obvious choice to sort of score and soundtrack a movie with things that were of the time period to kind of take the audience there, yeah. invoke that nostalgic feeling. But I really don't think he follows any of those rules. And I think that his movies are better for it. I, I agree. love how chaotic the time zones are and just like, like genre wise, artist wise, time wise, it's all over the map and I love it. Hundo P, Hundo P. All right, Queen, should we share what we think the best movie or Jesus, TV uh, <laughs> soundtrack is? Hell yeah. I have a couple. Okay. I have a, tie, a couple ties. Okay. I picked only one because only one matters. Okay, to me. That's fair. So you go ahead and go off and then we'll do our number ones together. 
Okay, so my first one um, is just sort of another nod to Alexander Pastavas because she's an icon of TV. She's basically like the Shondaland soundtracker. She also did Grey's, uh, uh, yeah, Grey's Anatomy and Gossip Girl and the OC. Mm-hmm. Just an icon, especially for people our age. Like I really got a lot of my music taste from her. So Hondo. and and then I also had um, the Angelo Bedelamenti score for Twin Peaks. Of course, it's fucking iconic, and it's you. and and it's me, and um, everybody is like flooding their basement over the music for Stranger Things, and I'm like, it is a direct ripoff, a direct <laughs> ripoff. It is very good though. It's it's it a, is it's, good. It's, it's good drag. It's good, but I if people haven't seen Twin Peaks and they've seen Stranger Things, I'm like, bitch, you That's gotta eat fair. your you gotta eat your Wheaties. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, and then my last one is the soundtrack for Lovecraft Country. Cause it, oh, good one. It was nuts. I've never heard a show use spoken word or speeches as a mm-hmm. soundtracking device. And I, haven't fi- it I haven't finished yet. It absolutely blew my mind. You got to finish because some of the soundtracking in the last couple of episodes of this season are, they like the, they like bring me to tears. The, yeah, I'm going to have to finish this, for sure. The soundtracking choices because they really use some like, like I said, I've never heard a show use spoken word pieces as soundtracking before. I mean, every element like of that level. of that movie is so audacious. So I can only imagine. It's it's fucking incredible. It's yeah. so good. It's honestly my favorite thing to come out recently. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a good every aspect of it is good, and everybody on it is so hot. Yeah. So hot. So hot. Um, so hot. would let Jonathan Majors do whatever he wanted to me. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um get in line bitch so those are all of your tv ones yes okay for me it comes down to gray's anatomy it just doesn't get it doesn't get better than that than gray's anatomy i don't think like people who are like younger than us that are just getting into gray's anatomy i don't think they under i don't think if there's any of you listening any of you gen zers you don't understand how influential the gray's anatomy soundtrack was for all those music at large yeah, these songs that you know that are such standards, like How to Save a Life, premiered Chasing on that cars. show. Chasing Cars premiered on that show. The first ever Taylor Swift song on a on a TV show premiered on Grey's Anatomy. Like the the literal a pioneer. Episodes, the literal episodes are named after songs. First of all, second of all, yeah. m- songs would play on Grey's Anatomy and immediately, immediately be number one on the iTunes charts. Immediately, it was, it was a direct, like farm to table pipeline from Grey's Anatomy to a number one selling song. So everyone yeah. wanted their music to be on Grey's Anatomy. It's and it was it was the first real show. Yeah, yeah. It was the first real show that like really wanted to jettison new and upcoming musicians into the industry by using that sort of springboard of the TV, the success of the TV show. 100%. Like, you, like, you cannot overstate how influential the soundtrack of Grey's Anatomy is. And that's just that. Yeah, and for people who don't take Grey's Anatomy seriously, you should. You absolutely... Okay, so here's my quick thesis on Grey's Anatomy over here. I know this is a film podcast, but shut the fuck up and listen. Um, <laughs> you hear that, audience? Um, the first three episodes... The first three seasons of Grey's Anatomy are perfect television. Best, it's, best TV maybe ever. It's perfectly written. It knows exactly what it wants to be. The characters are... It's effortlessly are diverse. It's effortlessly not trying diverse. to be diverse. The the um, characters are interesting. You don't you you actually get to watch their arcs in an interesting way. 
they fit archetypes in a non cliche way. Like they, mm-hmm. they, it hits all the things you want out of a good TV show while actually being interesting and actually being grounded. The soundtrack's amazing. The writing is exciting. The direction is exciting. The pilot of Grey's Anatomy is one of the most, I would say, successfully done pilots that I remember from the last 20 years. I feel like you always, you get that sort of thing where the pilot is often like the weakest point of the show. Not with this, mama. Not with this. It only, it like, it's so good and it somehow just gets better. It's not that the pilot is worse. It's that it is an amazing jumping off point for a show that goes on to be so successful. Yes. And so my main thesis of that show is it is, it was perfect. It did lose me. I have not continued watching, but no matter how much I shit on how weird and wacky the newest seasons are and how like unbearably soapy the new seasons are the first three seasons were perfect soap opera melodrama slash actual real drama television and um modern procedurals owe a lot to that show so and in terms of soundtracking this device gets used all the time now where people bring on artists for the soundtrack to cover a famous song, like a new contemporary artist to cover something in a different way. And that fucking started on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. Pop off, Alexandra, pop off. She is an icon. If you don't know her work, you do. (laughs) Sorry to break it to you. (laughs) But Um, you do. Um, It's so good. Yeah. Um, And then just to wrap things up, I just wanted, I made a little list of, um, I, I, I sprung this on Claire just to like end us. Um, I made a little list of iconic scenes in which I think music was used perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe not movies that like I liked the whole soundtrack or maybe it was, but just like mo- the scenes that I think are, are perfect and they're aided mm-hmm. by the music. So the first movie is Love Actually. And there's actually two Hello. scenes. There's actually two scenes. Hugh dancing to Jump for My Love by the Pointer Sisters mm-hmm. and lip syncing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Both Sides Now. You can't watch that scene yeah. with Emma Thompson listening to Both Sides Now without getting teary-eyed. And if you, if you can, well, then we need, you need to, to seek treatment. Um, I mean, partially due to Emma Thompson's amazing performance in that scene, But also, it could not have been done without Joni. I'm sure she was listening to the song filming it. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thriller, 13 Grand 30, which Duh. we discussed. Um, big for me big for me Mm -hmm. waterloo for mariel's wedding big for me oh i Um, bet you fucking love mariel's wedding i sure do um two scenes for my best friend's wedding i just don't know what to do with myself the scene where cameron diaz does karaoke the white stripe song that actually was very popularly sent to me as one of the best movie soundtracks, My Best Friend's Wedding. It's great. Which I've never seen, so I should and probably watch it. I say a little prayer for you. They do a scene where they all sing that acapella in a restaurant, and it's perfection. Oh, hell yeah. Um, old Time Rock and Roll, the scene where he slides in in Risky Business, which we talked about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, Love My Way, the, the psychedelic first song that Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer dance to when they're uh, dancing. Oh, in- yeah. By her name. Really good perfect use of that song yeah that's that's a really good one literally like subtext of that song is like i'm gonna love you my way and then here we are watching this queer here we are some queer story blossom and then one that i absolutely adore is we're the kids in america the opening sequence of clueless oh so good so good just so good it sets up that movie so perfectly um yeah oh oh my god wait i just thought of one more um okay uh Fuck, what's that um 
Von Dutch song or something in in Mean Girls, the dong da da dong da da dong. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. When they're showing yes, up at the mall yes, or whatever. Yes, obsessed. yes, yes. Absolutely, that one is great. Oh, I wonder yeah. who music supervised Mean Girls. I'm a Mean, look mean that Girls up. is a really fun soundtrack too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that you one is. Love good. Lady Smith Black Mambazo. <laughs> <laughs> you love Lady Smith Black Mambazo. She says that um, so sincerely. I love that. I know it's so great. You know who loves Lady Smith Black Mambazo? Paul Simon of the Graduate fame. <laughs> and look at that. We've closed on a full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Fucking wrapped it up. Wait, do I share my moments? Oh, yeah. Do you have some that you, that you can think of off the top of your head? Yes, I do. Because I, I did not make you prepare for this. So go I on. I know. I had two come to mind immediately. Okay. Um, we talked about it before we started recording, I think. But Ferris Bueller, oh, when yes. he does twist and shout into yes. um, Don Cashane. Oh, did we talk about that off the air? I can't remember if we did or if we didn't. It's been <laughs> I, <can't either. laughs> I think it was on the air. I may have been. And then the last one for me is when um, Jack Black performs Let's Get It On at the end of High Fidelity. Oh, not where I thought you were going with that. So but I good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, School of Rock is all amazing. Yeah, that's what, well. yeah, yeah. But I, I think he is at his core enjoying life so much. And that song is so special also in that moment of the movie when it comes yeah. back around. And I love him performing it. It's so great. Yeah, I'm I love that character that. so much. Long time since I watched that. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. Oh, it's it's prime. It's prime. Um, and you got If you haven't seen the new show, you also have to watch that. Yes, I do need to watch. I have not seen that, but I need. Zoe Kravitz is the hottest I've heard. and the most talented. So She's amazing. All right, my absolute Quan Swan. Thank Oscar. you so much for joining me. Um, <laughs> thank you so much it's so been much. such a pleasure pleasure um love this episode yeah um, this is great thank you for pr- thank you for bringing this idea to the table you guys this was truly all claire's idea so go absolutely orf um I mean, yeah. and get into it kids like look up these soundtracks look up these scores let us know some of your faves um thank you yeah, all seriously everyone let that, us um, know let us know what we missed especially with from movies where it may have been scored by somebody who doesn't look exactly like us, yes, you know, yes, to yes, Whitey yes. McWhiterson. Yes, Quan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you all for everyone who submitted answers on Instagram. Um, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, mine is Dylan WMCP. That's where I posted my survey. You can also follow the Instagram for this podcast, which is His Only Vice. And Claire, yours is your name, right? Claire is her name. Actually, Claire is her name. So weird. Claire is her name. That's right. Yeah. Um, and if you and ever need anybody to score a horror movie for you, up and coming filmmakers, up and up. you don't have to pay me that much because I'm new and I'm on, I'm definitely up and coming. I'm going to blow up. So get God on bless. me when you can. <laughs> oh, also, um, I just want to give a quick little shout out. Our guest last week uh, was Anthony Alvarez, who is part of Project Feel. And we talked about a movie called In Full Bloom. One of my favorite recent scores was the score that Franco Cologne did for that movie. Franco and I used to be coworkers. It's beautiful. I just want to make sure I shout out filmmakers that I know while we're talking about people we know. Um, I truly, truly, truly love that score so much. So Franco, love that. Claire, love you. Thank you so much again for being our maybe only second two-time guest. And I know I'm going to put my foot in my mouth if there's more than that. But um, thank you for being a two-time guest. I illy sm of course um and i'll talk to you soon yay bye everyone bye everybody